Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, our guest is Janie and Kyle Dooland. How about you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? So, uh, hi everyone. I'm Kyle and this beautiful creature beside me is Janie. Um, We've been investing in the U.S. for uh, just about a handful of years now. Yeah. And uh, we invested originally in uh, Cleveland and its suburbs for the tremendous opportunities. We also have, and this is something, this is, this is fresh. Um, we haven't done it in the U.S. yet, but we do have experience in Canada with this and it's short-term rentals. There's, <laughs> there's so much to say about short-term rentals, that's for sure. A little bit of history on that. Uh, Janie and I have been, have, we actually have a third partner in this, in this particular uh, company. The company's called SDR Properties. And it's, at this time, it's purely a Canadian company, and it's doing short-term rentals. Yeah, uh, we're talking Airbnb, Booking.com, VRBO, HomeAway, Expedia, TripAdvisor. You know, as many channels as you can as you can think of. Canada stays. Um, so, short-term rentals, in a nutshell, is instead of renting uh, months at a time or years at a time, like a traditional long-term tenant, we're talking days at a time. The average booking is usually two, um, uh, three to four days on average. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's one day bookings, one day turnarounds, and sometimes it's four, five, six. On average, it's three to four. Yeah. And um, from from our experience, at least in Canada, there in in Canada, there's it's he- heavily seasonal for short term rentals. So that's one advantage of in the states, it's less seasonal, especially the further south you go. But in Canada, for example, the your best months are going to be we're in it right now. We just started May, June, July, August are your four huge months yeah. um, especially if you're in, in high high traffic areas like for example we launched our company in ottawa yeah. and uh, and then we have some in montreal we've got some on the outskirts of ottawa we got some in Rwanda and quebec so we're we're expanded um and in the hot season in the the top of the market you can easily get three to four times the typical long-term tenant rent some of our units um, are generating about six thousand a month in the hot in the in the in, in high season, yeah. where average rent is about fifteen hundred. So there's definitely something to be said about short-term rentals, um, especially when you combine it with U.S. real estate, where the price point. I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I was going to sneeze, but I'm okay. You're all right. <laughs> all right, <laughs> So um, so that's in Canada. You can actually cast. Cash flow nicely in Canada if you're incorporating some short-term rental techniques in there. Yeah. If you compound that with the fact that you're buying properties at fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, and the cap rate is already three times higher, yeah. Then your cash flow cash is just exploded, especially if you bring in leverage and you can get mathematical on that. But needless to say, if you buy cheaper and rent higher, the proportion is just explosive. So. Yeah. Been spending the last two years building this company, building all the systems, and now we've gotten to a point where we're outsourcing all of guest communications. We have our team of VAs. We optimize our price with with third parties. We have no keys on any of our listings. We can unlock all of our properties right from our phone. We just this week launched a barn. So we converted a barn to a short-term rental. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's Awesome. And if you follow us uh, on Facebook, uh, we're JK's Adventures. Yeah. You'll see the, the, the before and after progression. We got some pictures and videos that show the, uh, the, the project. 
So what kind well, of barn is this? Like I'm just trying to picture. So is it like a little guy or like a big barn? Like what what size? <laughs> what kind of kind of square footage of a barn is it? At some point it used to lodge twelve horses. So okay. <laughs> we're just utilizing about not quite half uh, yeah. of the barn. So we're using five six stalls. Okay. <laughs> five stalls. Five stalls. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's really cool. It's really cool. There's no toilet inside and there's no running water, but it's very cozy. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. It's pretty cool. Oh, I'm interested. Yeah. Absolutely. Last year we tested out um, the experiential short-term rentals with a cabin. So there was this little cabin in the woods, 10 feet by 16 feet. Once again, no running water, no bathroom. There, there is heating, but very basics. You know, it's glamping, you know. Yeah. Glamour's camping. Um, and <laughs> that little cabin, which before was uh, was rented out to, to mice, right? And, they, they, and everyone knows they don't pay good rent. So we converted that cabin. Uh, and now it's generating about $1,000 a month. Huh. Yeah. Did you have to do any renovations to it or just it just left it the way it was? No, we, we did put in $1,500. <laughs> no, no. That, yeah, that's hardly a rental. <laughs> That's it. it was sitting on somebody's lawn uh, in the woods, in land, yeah, in the woods. wasn't doing anything, and now it's generating a thousand a month on average, which is really good. That's awesome. And we're <laughs> expecting the barn to be about fifteen, fifteen hundred a month. Fifteen. Well, hope, I'm I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. But we just finished and took pictures and staged it, and it's ready now. Uh, today we had some of our teams um, onboarded on our back office. So it should be live this week for sure. I'm hoping tomorrow, but I don't want to overpromise. Sometime this week, the barn is going to be live. It's going to be on our websites. It's going to be on Airbnb, booking.com, and, and the works. And the beauty of everything we've created in Canada is that now we're going to implement that in the U.S. So we're actually going down to Cleveland in about a month, um, and we're looking to purchase a few more properties, and we're going to be doing short-term rentals in Cleveland. So everything that we've done in Canada will just transpose into the U.S., which is really exciting. That's one thing I was just about to ask you, like with uh, doing short term rentals in like a $50,000 house neighborhood, um, is there, you know, is there enough demand for that? Do people, um, well, maybe I'll just go into my story. Like I, I was pitching doing it in one of my markets and they said that it wasn't, didn't have a big draw because of, you know, if you wanted to do it, you're going to have to buy an expensive, more expensive property in the downtown and not out in, cause like, you know, in the, the town I'm in, like if you want to buy in, like right in the, you can still buy like a half million dollar house or you could buy 50,000 in a different neighborhood. Right. And so, um, they were, they were thinking that it wouldn't work with some of these neighborhoods to do Airbnb. And is, is that a concern in, in Cleveland that people would be neighborhood specific or that just a lot of people are visiting, just don't know anything about the neighborhoods at all and just go on that. We do a lot of market research. Yeah. Uh, there's different softwares that we can use to do that. They really just gather all the information from Airbnb. But what we've noticed in our market, uh, yeah. which is Cleveland and suburbs, uh, there's a need for, okay. for rentals. And Cleveland has Cleveland Clinic, which is uh, world-renowned, which yeah. is, world, yeah, it's mm -hmm. huge. Um, there's universities. There's a lot of things going on in Cleveland, and it's actually quite booming right now. There's a lot of things coming to Cleveland. So there's definitely um, a need for short-term rentals. And, and there's 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 a price point for everyone so you know as as you go out in the the, the suburbs that are maybe less glamorous yeah I mean, you, you you'll rent less but i i'm 
I'm pretty sure there's a need and, and, with, with and some research there is. Yeah. And you might be able to rent it a little bit cheaper to be a little yeah. more competitive. Right. But, yeah. but I mean, you know, if your rent is 1200 a month, um, it's pretty easy with short term rentals to go get $1,200 a month. Oh yeah. Yeah. As your first, yeah. As your first short-term rental investment in the U.S., I would definitely stay out of the ghettos. Um, as a first one, you might want to test it out afterwards. But the most important thing is your reviews. So if you can get your five-star reviews and your superhost status and your preferred partner status on Booking.com and all these, you know, badges of excellence, if you can get that with a property, that that's what people look at: the pictures and the reviews. And if you can keep those consistent, then then go for it because you're going to be top of the market. That's one. Second is um uh darn what was i gonna say what was your average occupancy rate when when you were testing it out like in a month how many days in a month were booked okay right? oh, okay yeah Are no, we asked, was that a question I don't yeah know. yeah well i don't know i don't do short-term rentals at this oh, point I thought you said you tested it out no, no, I was, I just, I just quizzed my property manager to see what, how, what other people have been doing. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can I, can I turn some of these into short-term rentals in my, my portfolio? And she said, I don't really recommend it. I, but I don't, I don't know if maybe she was, um, not maybe not interested in being the property management for that because I know it's a lot more work. Do you use property management for the, the your short-term rentals, or do you do them yourself, or? So interestingly, I'll just finish up on, on what I was saying. Sorry, I, I, I'm good at going way off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I just want to close the loop on that. Yeah, yeah. So no, let's do it. It's super important. The more heads you can get in beds, the more you're going to make. Right. If your company is empty half the time, well, that's 50% of the potential income that's just you know untapped. Mm -hmm. So you need to put in the marketing effort. You need to put in the strategies and the special discounts and the promotions and all these things so that you have top occupancy. Now, in, on our entire short-term rental portfolio in Canada, which is a seasonal market, you got to keep that in mind because in the dead of winter, it's more difficult to, to fill up those rooms. We have over, uh, over 91% occupancy year-round. Wow. Right? Market average is usually between 65 and 70%. Per, no matter where you are, say, well, in our, the markets we've looked at, so Cleveland, um, Ottawa, Montreal, Windsor, Niagara Falls, all those areas, they were about 70% on average. That's average occupancy. So when you price it right, when you give in the discounts and you're, you have really lots of effort in the right place, you can bring the occupancy up and fill up those rooms. That's super important. If you're going to do short-term rentals, you need to fill it up. You need your occupancy to at least be around 90%. Okay, and so you do that. Is there? Do you do paid ads or anything to pump bump your listings, or um, just posting on a lot of platforms? Like, is there any other tricks to this? There are loads of tricks. <laughs> um, that's for sure. That we can we can have a whole conversation on. Just <laughs> but just some example. Okay. Um, one is you have a guest coming in at say uh, three p.m. Yeah. And let's say it's a two night stay, and they're going to leave at eleven a.m. and two two days later. Yeah. Now you want your, if they leave at 11 a.m., you want that unit to be ready by 3 p.m. so that a guest could book that and continue on. So you don't have a gap day between bookings. Right. That's super important because on average, if you do it right, you have about eight, um, about eight guests per month per listing. Say on average, yeah. you have three, four nights uh, average booking. You have about eight guests. Okay. So if you have eight gaps, in your month, that's a third of your month just gone because you haven't optimized the turnaround system. Yep. That's super important. 
So you need to have uh, your manager and your cleaners to understand short-term rental turnarounds and to really capitalize on those days. So that's number one. Number two is basically your pricing. You cannot, one, set a fixed price and leave it like that for all year round because it goes with supply and demand. If you're wanting to book on Christmas Eve, on New Year's, on in Canada, July 1st, um, these are super high demand moments. And if you price them at a hundred bucks a night, yeah, it's going to get booked, but it could have been 300, $400 for that night. Right. So you need to either manually place, you have to do your research on which dates are important in your area yeah. or, um, work with a team who does that for you. Right. And what's interesting is Airbnb, Booking.com, all those platforms, they have specific algorithms that when you do change the prices, it actually ranks you higher on their platform. So without oh. us doing marketing, there's different ways that you can set up your listing to actually rank higher up on Airbnb, for example. That's interesting. I never even thought of that. <laughs> there's so many, uh, and I don't know, uh, we've been just learning from, from everyone as we've been going along, but there's so many things that you can do that optimize your listing on Airbnb. One is changing your prices often, changing your pictures often, changing the descriptions often, basically telling, showing Airbnb that you're active as a host. That, that, that ranks you higher. Second, uh, obviously, uh, responding to all guest inquiries within one hour. That's a big one as well and then the better your reviews and so forth. Uh, one other tidbit, one other trick for anybody looking to do short-term rentals out there is let's say you have a guest uh, who books for, for a week and then you get another booking for a week plus two days and they book for another week. When you have those two days, there's a two-day gap between two longer bookings. It's extremely difficult to fill, yeah. be, to be that specific. You need someone coming in for those two days. It's very difficult to find that. Yeah. So how do you fill that up? You offer discounts. Right. Okay. So yeah, you go back in and change stuff to push people into those days. So they, because yeah. I've done it before even, I've jumped into a property in Miami just for a couple of days. It was really cheap. And then I'll we'll have to jump into our more expensive one for whatever. But we just, hey, if we just, the first part of our trip, we could get a super discount and we'll, slip around and make it work right people people do crazy stuff to save a buck <laughs> that's right and better yet so that's one thing you can market it right on the platform at discounted rate that's great mm. or how about you ask the people who have already booked your unit and who are already staying there on dates adjacent to those dates so they've already booked five days yeah when they like to have a little message hey i saw that you're you're there i hope you're enjoying your stay uh, I noticed that I have an orphan day following your 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 stay. Would you like to extend at a discount? Huh. That's that's a great that's a great idea. Work is a mutually beneficial option, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Just let's let's jump back. Property management. Do you do it? Do they do it? Awesome. <laughs> the way we've built this and it's quite unique. In the U.S., we hire property managers and they do their thing. For short-term rentals, we've actually developed a proprietary approach. Yeah. And it's we, we attract driven entrepreneurs who want to become local listing managers under the STR properties umbrella. Okay. So these are people who, so that, and I'll, I'll develop this further, but basically what it allows us to do is to gain listings anywhere in the world. Yeah. First and 
it allows absolute scalability. We have broken down the short-term rental business model into two pieces. Everything that can be done remotely, which our, our, our company will handle remotely. Yeah. And then everything, and there's not that many things, but everything that needs to be done physically on site. Yeah. The things that need to be physically done on site are the following. Um, emergency contact, should there be an emergency at the property and we need someone to go down and check things out, that person, our local listing manager, is responsible for going there to be on call. Okay. But very, very rarely. We have so many systems and, and backups in place that that's rarely the case. Yeah. Then um, we need our cleaners to be uh, quality controlled. So that person, especially at the beginning, when they're vetting cleaning companies and they're seeing the work, they're the ones who are going to give the pointers and say, okay, you missed the spot, do it this way. This is the cleaning manual that we've created for you. Take a look and you read. This is what we asked you to do and it's not done. So quality control is super important. At first, more heavily, but as the cleaners understand and do a good job, then our local managers can back out and do spot checks every couple of weeks, couple of months, right. if everything goes well. Because we'll know if a cleaning is not done, we get it in the reviews. Gotcha. Yep. Um, so that's that. Local, uh, they also need, if the cleaners don't uh, restock and take care of inventory, the local listing manager has to coordinate inventory restocking as well. But that can be negotiated into the cleaner's fee if they do that, do it that way. If people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? A few ways. Uh, we're quite active on Facebook, so yep. it's jks.adventure. Same on Instagram, so jks.adventures. Uh, and on by email, by email is a great way. Our main email is info at Wiminji. That's W-E-M like mother, I-N like Nancy, dji-properties.com. I'll put it in the show notes for people. Yeah. That, that one's a little tricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. um, very good. And if there's anybody in your uh, in your audience that that's in Montreal, we're actually hosting a really cool uh, workshop. It's the first time ever that I, I don't think that's ever been done before. But it's the it's a 50 step quick start guide to starting U.S. business to starting a U.S. business. So it's the how to. Uh, get started in U.S. real estate, and we're going to give people access to our accountant, our our, uh, our attorney, uh, just the step by step. A lot of people are fearful of you know the next step or what to mm -hmm. do. We'll be teaching that in Montreal, and to sign up for that, it's nowfortomorrow.club. Perfect. Thank you so much for your guys. Yeah, can't talk. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, right back guys. at you. Yeah. And uh, and we, we talked about quite a bit today. Yeah. Um, I would like to, on top of that, to because um, we forgot to mention it, but we host okay. a, a free monthly yes. uh, meetup in Montreal as well. Uh, and the topic is U.S. real estate investing, remote U.S. real estate investing. So it's right on, on par with what you're doing. Yeah. But if anybody's in Montreal and wants to meet us in person, um, that's a free event we host monthly. It's on the fourth Thursday of every month. Okay. And uh, so I just wanted to throw that in there because yeah, good. Uh, it, it's free and we're... It's a lot of fun. It, it is a lot of fun. And <laughs> there's giveaways and trips to Florida and all that fun stuff as well. Awesome. Yeah. If uh, I'm ever in Montreal, I'm going to have to, at the right time of the month too, to, uh, yeah. <laughs> have to come visit. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for having us on the show. Thank you. And if there's any, any follow-up questions from, from yourself or from... Any member of the audience would be more than glad to take it one-on-one -on -one or to come back on the show to address any specifics, sure. whether it be short-term rentals, you know, investing in Cleveland, 
um, a masterminds. We didn't even touch about that. <laughs> Our, um, mobile home parks. I mean, we, we think that we have a lot to give and a lot to share. So, and we'd love to, to do just that. Yeah, by the sounds of it, we might have to have you come back on a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. All right, thanks very much. Thanks you got very it. Much, Take right. care. Have a good one. Cool. Cheers.